Did you know that most women would rather talk about their own death than their finances? Well, we're here to change that. Welcome to Bixie Speak, where we speak honestly about money and share our personal stories of making it, losing it, and investing it. We focus on real situations that affect us, women, living in cities around the world. From Bangkok to Bangalore, we're just out here trying to live our best lives. But to do that, we have got to turn our finances around, from being obstacles to living our dreams to becoming opportunities to make our dreams a reality. In each episode, we tackle a typical life event in the lives of urban women the world over and the role that money plays in either helping or harming our situation. We invite guests to share their experiences from mating and money to marriage and money to even fertility and finances. And we share our tips, tools, and strategies that have helped us. Nothing is off limits. I'm your host, Rosalia Gatow, CEO of Bixie, a financial platform aimed at helping women take control of our finances and live the life of our dreams. Full disclaimer, Bixie and Bixie Speaks is not a financial advisor and does not provide any financial advice. Rather, we're an education platform. Learn more about us and our community on www.bixie.com or download the Bixie app on Apple Store or Google Play. Welcome to the wonderful world of Bixie. So let's get into it. On today's episode, we will be talking about uh, sometimes a very controversial topic, finance and faith. Finance and faith, finance and faith. Often we don't think of them intricately tied together, but every Sunday or Saturday, depending on your denomination, there's a little basket that is passed around your house of worship and you feel this twinge of pressure. I remember Growing up, I would feel that pressure like, well, how much am I supposed to give? Like, how much would show that I'm, you know, my generosity? How much does God expect me to give? How much does the church expect? How much do people need? How much do I have to give of myself without hurting myself? Like, nobody gives you guidance. I mean, there's some, so some general guidance that people provide, like tithing 10%. We don't know. But at the end of the day, we really don't have any concrete guidance strategies and actions around it, despite the fact that we are uncomfortably confronted with this at least every week, if not every day. So we're going to talk about this topic, finance and faith, the role of money in religion or whatever your faith is. Um, so with me today, <laughs> joining me today on this uh, topic is my, my kid's sister, Bill Wamboigatau. Uh, Bill is, and you might remember Bill from our episode on money and mating, where she gave some really brilliant tips. Check out that episode out. It's episode one. Bill is an amazing woman. She's a lawyer, entrepreneur, fashionista, K-pop fan girl, and a woman of deep, deep faith, the truest kind I've seen. Um, and she wants to share what that journey has been uh, vis-a-vis her financial journey. So this is not going to, you know, she will t- t- explain how she navigates what could be an uncomfortable situation every Sunday, but how she navigates that. What are some tips that work for her? 
And what are some strategies that have worked for her and her friends um, who are based in Manila, Asia's largest city? So, Wamboy, Vil, welcome to the show. Hello again. I'm back. <laughs> Thank you so much for tackling this sometimes uncomfortable topic. I don't think a lot of people like to think about money and faith in the same breath. Um, but, you know, all those churches and mosques and steeples, they don't pay for themselves, right? They come from somewhere. So there is a role that money plays in our faith. Um, and so I guess that would kick off my first question to you. What role do you think money plays in your faith? A lot of things, actually. Like, you know, um, um, first of all, this is, <laughs> this, is my personal, this is my personal view, and this is how I view my money as opposed to my faith. Or like, not actually opposed, like uh, um, in harmony with, <laughs> you know, with my faith. And like, like you mentioned, these things like churches, mosques, or uh, I don't know, chapels, as we uh, call them, do not operate on, you know, they don't get anything from the government or like, you know, like subsidies or whatsoever. And that's that's where um, the role of money comes in, I think, because, you know, you have to pay for for utilities, for for bills, for the people um, who like, you know, work on a full time basis, et cetera, et cetera. So houses of faith don't run on faith themselves. Like you actually, <laughs> they actually right. need They're, some revenue. Come. Yes. They're not exactly like a revenue, but... But they need money coming in because these things aren't free. A building yeah. is not free. Electricity is not free. Exactly. Yeah. Like for operations. And we also have this uh, missions or like outreaches, mm -hmm. which of course you need like, you know, like... Plane um, tickets aren't free. Money to like yeah. operate those things. So mm -hmm. um, in general, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like a household. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not that you want to to get an income from mm -hmm. your household. Mm -hmm. But of course there are bills to pay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, so that's the, the that's its role when it comes to like the operations itself. Yeah. Um, where else do you think, what role, okay, so I'll flip this around. So I just asked you, what role does money play in faith? Mm -hmm. But flip it around. What role do you think faith plays in money? And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I've been hearing a lot of babble out there. It's everywhere. I mean, you cannot open a TikTok video, a YouTube video, or an Instagram post without the following word being thrown around. What is that word? Manifesting. <laughs> manifesting, manifesting. It's everywhere. Everyone's out here manifesting. They're manifesting money. They're manifesting success. They're manifesting, you know, a partner. They're manifesting everything. Um, manifesting, praying, you know, putting your energies out. It's all in the same realm of trying to have faith to get a certain outcome. So what role do you think having faith has in money? Do you think faith can have a role in bringing more money? It can have a role in like not being attached to money? Uh, can bring a role in, in you know, what, what role can it have? I, I think... I, when I think of a role of faith in money, yeah, I think of either attracting money to you, like the manifest crowd, or giving it away generously and having no attachment to it because you can, you know, give it away to other people who need it more, right? Like, what other role do you think faith has in money, in your experience? What other role does yeah, your faith have in your money? Hmm. Or maybe, like, you pray for good stock advice. <laughs> I'm not really a manifester. Or <laughs> Or whatever you can call that. Like I don't manifest when I, I I don't know because maybe because I'm 
an older person, you know, like I'm in my 30s and I think this manifesting just came out like <laughs> some years ago. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'm more um, Feel free to comment below if you are in your 30s and also manifest. Mm-hmm. Um I'm more whenever people like ask me uh, or or tell me, "Oh, you're so religious and everything." I'm I don't actually consider myself like religious because, you know, religion is uh being religious is like you have a list and you have to like do it like out of obligation. I consider myself faithful mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like I have a faith and that's what I use to like, you know, like to navigate life as mm-hmm. you mentioned. And that includes my finances. And um, I'm a Christian um, and in our Bible, our faith is um, defined as, you know, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our, your question was how, what, how, what is faith or how is faith or how is it affecting my money? So it's not that, you know, like I would like get it whatever I want. Like I will have my money, whatever I want. I will have my, I will have like my wealth in, you know, like tomorrow or in the, in, in the next few days. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, how do I put this? I am assured and I have been promised that, you know, like, uh, for instance, you know, like, because I, I practice tithing, um, you know, the, the, the 10% you mentioned, and even, and even beyond that, if I could. Because, you know, like, uh, it's also part of honoring the Lord when it comes to the, to the, to the, to the blessings I receive. Because, you know, I, you know, you're my sister. <laughs> I'm not wealthy, but I can say that I've never been like in lack. Like, I don't like, um, like think about, oh my God, how can I eat like tomorrow or, you know, like, and this is, a, and this has made me like appreciate more the, the, the blessings. And that's how I want to like, I, I, I have faith that I will not be in lack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how my faith uh, primarily, um, um, you know, like affects how I think about money. That's really interesting because, you know, at Bixie, as you know, we are, our, our whole financial platform is about targeting women and looking at female behaviors vis-a-vis money. And one of the most pervasive female behaviors um, as regards money is a scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like this constant yes, yes, fear yes. of like, I'm not going to have enough. There's not going to be enough for, for me and my family and all of this. And, and I think it's really interesting that you, you basically just said is the role that faith plays is it, it doesn't, it, it makes it such that you're not operating from a scarcity mm-hmm. mindset yeah, yeah, yeah. perspective. Yeah. This is because, um, like, yeah, like I said, I'm a Christian and in our faith, money isn't something that I really own. Like for instance, I have a million in the bank. That's not mine. It, like it, that's not like that's not that's not mine like eternally. It's it's the Lord's. So by the way, when she says a million, she means pesos. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you have me. a million US in the bank? Wow. <laughs> <Don't call for laughs> me. So yeah, it's it's not it's not the Lord. Uh, it's I mean it's not mine, it's the Lord's. If, uh, like everything that I have is the Lord. So, you know, like I have a limit. Of course, I just have like a monthly salary and that's the, my limit, but my Lord has no limit. So that's how I operate on a, that's why I don't operate on a scarcity mindset because 
my God will not be scars. I may be scars. You know, the things could happen. I could lose this and that, but, and, you know, it could affect or, you know, like uh, put a dent on my finances. But that at the end of the day, I know that my God is, you know, like a limitless God and it's not, he's not going to go scars. He's not going to go in that. Okay, conversely then, what keeps mm-hmm. you from spending like crazy? I mean, if you believe that God is, you know, has endless amounts of money and resources, mm-hmm. what keeps you from just shopping all day? <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, also, conversely, mm-hmm. we also have to be good stewards. Like, you know, when somebody entrusts you with something, you just don't go out there and like splurge by, by things that, you know, are not necessary or like, Things that are illegal, for instance, that's being a uh, that's 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 uh, being a good steward of whatever has been entrusted with you. So, I, as much as possible, I try to practice that. Like you know, being a good steward of what I have. Like, of course, I could do when I receive my salary. Oh, I have like this and that extra. Then blah blah. Korean blah. skincare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. So, I so it's almost like the role that faith has in your money is it makes you not afraid that you're going to be without, but also makes you kind of almost like budget, but not from the, a place of like budgeting to cut yourself off, but budgeting because you want to be a responsible steward with all of these yeah. blessings that you have. I think that's a really, I have never heard that perspective on really? a role of faith and money. No, I've never. I've only ever heard, yeah, a lot of manifesting, a lot of like using you know, faith in something to get something. Um, I've never heard it to limit, really. That's really, really interesting. Um, so I guess here's a question. You, As you just mentioned, you tithe. Uh, tithing, for those of you who don't know, is giving 10% of your income, yeah, of, okay, of your yeah, yeah. overall production, overall income, to whatever house of faith that you belong to. A lot of religions practice it, and they call it many different things. Um what happens? Can do you think you can still be a good practitioner of faith without tithing? So for those people in the audience, like so, some people, you know, we've been there. Like they might feel like they don't have enough money. They might be students, or they might feel like maybe they don't trust like where the money is going. Can you can you still be a good practitioner of the faith and not give money? And if you're not giving money, what else can you give? Tithing should be something that it's, you know, like, it should, it should not come from, from a position of like, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, you're, you're so much like obligated or like it will create, you know, like friction between you and your pastor or you and your church. It should, um, it should come from a perspective of faith still. Like, you know, when, when you're, when, you, when you're assured and you're confident of, you know, of, what's not seen at this point and you can say in your heart that yes i can do it then do it but if you feel that you know like um like you mentioned it, it it's causing you like anxiety or you know if you think that you're um gonna like get a budget from you know from your bills or other things and you feel that you're in lack then um i think you give yourself some time like give yourself some time, you know, like like any other thing, like budgeting and all. And yeah, and I think practicing faith and generosity at the same time mm, would mm. also like, you know, like come in a position of, you know, like 
just being immersed more in your faith. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, like, oh, I became um, a devout, I don't know, like Christian or a Catholic today. Tomorrow I'm going to give like 20. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. For, for me, it doesn't work like that. You can't just buy your, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't buy your faith. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting because I think particularly in the Philippines, but this is the case in so many places, like this is the case in so many countries that we've worked and lived in. I think a lot of people feel a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to that money and faith is so intricately tied and they feel a lot of pressure to do that. And you're almost saying like they're, they're not necessarily tied. And I think what's interesting, you said money, but you then you, you interjected and used the word generosity. And I kind of want to dig, dig in there because how you see it is like money and faith is your money is just one of many, many different ways in which you can show your generosity, uh-huh. right? Yeah yeah, 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 of course. So if you just don't have that money, you can still be a generous person. Of course. You can be generous with your time, exactly. with your talent. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's really interesting? And this is where like, look, and full disclosure, so my sister is, uh, you know, a person of faith and, and a Christian. I am not. Uh, I'm agnostic. I'm not an atheist, but I'm agnostic. I kind of... <laughs> Kind of, I, you know, I, I kind of, I have faith. I'm just not necessarily sure it's ascribed to one entity per se. Um, but one of the things that I really noticed, I, I was, I was when I practice generosity, when I give generously with my, particularly with my money, with my time and all of that, of course, it all. I tell you, within like a week, all of these like money seems to come back to me. Um, and I remember it was at the height of COVID. My husband and I um, were, you know, we we really wanted to do something for the community because obviously people, a lot of people lost their jobs, like day-to-day income. And so we made a pact that we were going to give about 10% of our income monthly um, to whatever needs was necessary in the neighborhood. So they'd set up food pantries everywhere. Um, there were funds that were set up for certain type of people, industries that lost their job. And we're like, okay, like this is our version of tithing, right? Like we're going to give it away. And I was really shocked because it's in the height of COVID. I did not expect to start making money during COVID, like a lot. And we, it I don't know what happened. Like we just started, all of our investments started to do better. Like everything just started to do better. And I remember thinking, because I'd always had a very big scarcity mindset, Really, really scarcity mindset. And part of the reason why I wanted to give away was because I was like, I got to get out of that mindset. And the best way to stop a mindset is to do the opposite. I never expected that it would come back like tenfold. Um, And you're nodding right now because I'm imagining, like I've seen my sister, by the way, you guys, is one of the luckiest people in the world. Talk about like not living without. She is the person who goes to a K-pop concert and wins at a raffle for, um, you for know, free. for free, right? Like you, this happens to you and it happens to my husband also. He, all the time. And you guys are both so generous with your money and so generous with your time. And I just don't see those two things as coincidental. Mm-hmm. Um, really, they're the luckiest people. Like regularly, uh, I think the both of you should be playing the lottery on a daily basis because you'd probably win. <laughs> but, but playing the lottery is not, for me, it's not being a good steward of my money. That's, that's chance. So. Exactly. No, but so I, 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 when I ask this question, can you still be a good practitioner of faith, whether it's you know a denomination or non-denominational person? Um, I think it's really important to parse out what money really is. Money really is having a generous spirit. So trying to ap- approach everything with that generosity of spirit, whether it's money, time, resources, talent, really, and, and not expecting anything back, I think can have a really significant 
shift on your mindset around your resources, right? So my scarcity mindset definitely was really, it's not gone forever, but like it was really helped by those, that, that kind of project I did. Right. Um, and it can really, and then it has the attendant impact of making everything else better. Um, which is not again, coincidental. A lot of it's because the more you give, the more people you make happy and then they want to make you happy and it becomes this really positive feedback loop. So I think that's, that's really interesting. It's actually um, biblical, you know. Um, like oh, I there said, she goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually biblical. It's in the Bible. It's in Luke, actually. For those are you, uh, for you who are listening right now, uh, it's in Luke 6.38. It says, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, together, running over. So that's the exact verse. So yeah, that's about, you know, like generosity. And generosity creates more generosity. It really so does. It, it's not... Like as you said, it's not coincidental. It's mm-hmm. it's not just you know like oh it happened by chance, but it's actually biblical. And I'm talking a lot about my Bible because that's how I that's how like I try to you know I'm not perfect you know I I still get mad sometimes, but you know like <laughs> she's, she's it, pretty perfect. <laughs> it's, it's it's part I I try to make it like part of my life like every day like which I also share my sister. Hey, this is my verse for today. <laughs> that's that's it's actually in the bible like when you give and um it will come back to you yeah i can definitely attest to that my you know my thought experiment of doing that um during the covid epidemic i was i was really really shocked at like how much we were kind of getting back and at one point i remember thinking am i just doing this as like a a method of like return on investment (laughs) maybe um but is that so wrong (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was, that was really interesting. So now the converse of that, right? So it's great to be really generous and really give really freely, whether it's to your church or to a cause or whatever, but what should we be wary of when it comes to our, our money and our faith? What should we be wary of? When, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, when I like you, I think you mentioned it, like when you think that your money could buy your, like your faith or like your if you're using your money to just, you know, like to just, okay, just give this money away because, you know, I, I'll do something wrong anyway. You know, like when you, when you're using your resources to like, um, like a penance for something <laughs> that you think you did wrong. Like, mm. you know, like there was a song, oh my God, I forgot. It's an, it's an old song, like, um, dirty money on the left hand or something. And the priest shaking my right hand or something like that that's Mm. that's the time when you should be like you know like wary about you know like your close open parenthesis faith and your money Mm, that's interesting why is that why should you be wary of that um that's no longer coming from that's no longer arising from um um like a like a good perspective it's actually there's actually like a for me, like, there's actually a deceit already, like, in your heart, like, you know. The intention seems to matter a lot to you. Yeah, of course. When it comes to the role of money and finance. Yes. And in everything, like, I always ask for the why. <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> so why, why am I doing this? Why am I not doing this? Or why? Like, so yeah, intention is pretty particular. I mean, part, uh, pretty, like, important to me when it comes to you know, like managing my finances or, you know, like giving or spending it. You know, I think that that's really interesting that you bring up like the importance of intention as like your, your North star and guiding you, because I think beyond just finance and faith, I think it comes with any financial decision 
that is made, um, you kind of have to ask yourself a little bit the why. Yeah. Like, well, why am I suddenly going to care about investing? Or like, why am I saving? Or why mm-hmm. am I budgeting? You're only going to be successful if you really understand why you're doing it. And if you approach all of your decisions with that intentionality. Um, I think that's an overarching theme a lot at Bixie, which yeah. is like, really like know your why. Yes. Uh, because if you don't know your why, you won't be able to do the what. Yes. Um, that's really interesting. So that being said, tip time. What are some tips that you have for managing our relationship with our faith? Um, our relationship with of money with our faith. What are some tips? Okay, so I'm going to give out maybe like three or four tips. Number one, um, be a good steward. Like, okay. Be a good steward of your faith, uh, of your money. Because like I said earlier, it's not yours to begin with. It's You, you're, you were just entrusted. Whether that's one million pesos or one million dollars, you were just entrusted with that money. And, you know, it's kind of a responsibility to become a good steward uh, for that money. And when when I talk about, you know, being a good steward, you know, like, you know how to spend it, like, wisely. You don't spend it on drugs, for instance. <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, like, things that aren't really, like, you know, like, good for your health or good for... Uh, your your soul so yeah be um be a good being a good steward and number two uh practice generosity mm-hmm. yeah um you know i've been living my life i don't know like my life is a product of you know like other people's generosity it's not like i cannot say that ah i built my life myself it's a lot of generosity coming from different people, and when it comes, when I say generosity, it isn't just money. But of course, there's mo- the the mo- money aspect. But there's also the time, people who mentor me, people who like uh, give me like advice, people who like lead me even in my church, um, people who share their you know their treasures with me, <laughs> like their they you know like whatever they have, and people who share their talent with me or like willing to share. Hey, you might want to check this out, and I also want to do that. So aside from being a good steward, I also want to like, you know, like live generously. It's not, and there's a common misconception when it comes to giving generously, like giving a lot of money. It's not that, like giving what your heart could give. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. being generous. Yeah. It's not, you know, like, oh, I should give like 20,000 per week. Yeah. And of course, you know, like that's not, a, that's not sustainable. Maybe yeah. you can afford it for like a month or like a week or two weeks, but that's not sustainable. And when I want to be generous, I want to sustain it. Okay. So, you know, whatever my heart could give at this point. Yeah. You know, maybe I could, you could call me for free legal advice. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, or, you know, like just time yeah. or like talent or just, you know, like if I could give um, like a bit of cash. Yeah. And this is, I I got this very important like tip, not really tip, like advice from one of our pastors, I think years ago, is planting in good soil. Um, what does that mean? Like, for instance, a child, uh, somebody, or you know, like a child or a youth would come to you, like, um, and you know, she's she or he would be very, you know, willing to go to school, this and that, but you know, has you know, lack is lacking on some things, and um, on the contrary, somebody would come to you and hey, I need money, uh, for you know, like 
because you know I'm just not keen to work. <laughs> and you know, like you choose from these people who would who would you like give? Who would you like help? Is this person a good soil? Mm. Yeah, that's, a, that's you know. By the way, that's an investment tip. <laughs> Really? That's because, actually an investment tip. Do yeah. I invest in somebody who's just, you know, like prancing around and like chilling? You just or, said the most. That's ROI, my return on investment. <laughs> or do I, do I, do I, inv- not invest, do I plant or do I Well, it is an something? investment, yes. Yeah. On this child who's yeah. like, you know, wanting to, good, wanting to have a good future or, you know, like, so yeah, plant on good soil. That is really interesting. And last but not least, this is like um, this is like a very like general statement, but um, like honor the Lord, you know, like honor the Lord in what you know with your wealth or whatever you do, because you know, like um, <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's a summary of the three, like you know, like being a good steward, being generous, or. Planting in good faith. It's I mean planting in good soil. You honor like like I said, like you always have to have the why. Like why am I spending this? You know, it's not that you know you don't spend to be happy. Of course I do. Like I buy skincare, <laughs> <laughs> I buy nice things, but you know, like you honor you honor the Lord like with with the fruits or your fur it's actually biblical. You honor the Lord with the first fruits of your wealth. And um, by honoring, it means yeah, it's like the it's like a summation of what I mentioned earlier, like being like a good trustee mm, of mm, your money, and being you know like generous with whatever you have been entrusted with, and of course you know like knowing when or to whom you would also plant that seed of generosity. So. Mm. You know that that last point that you make about. Um honoring, you know, the Lord, or some people might want to call it the universe, or, you know, whoever you want to call it, just using like money as a form of honoring something. Mm -hmm. That's kind of touching on like, sustainability, like, use your money to honor the the planet, use your money to honor like, and and that's what it's that all encompassing, right? Like, whatever term you want to use, God, Lord, you know, the the universe, you're talking about Use the money beyond just like, what do I feel like doing right now? Use it for, I mean, ultimately for some good, right? Like use it towards, for and towards something good. And I just want to point out that one of the other really interesting research distinctions between men and women when it comes to money Mm -hmm. is we tend to be more value-based in the type of investments that we want to make. So I think this point that you're making about like, do it in honor of something is really, really resonates to a lot of women because we're not just like, oh, we'll do the investment that gets the highest return. I know a lot of people think we're crazy for not doing that, but that's just the facts. Women tend to be more value-based, um, you know, more inclined to say, oh yeah, that has ROI and it's good for the planet. Or like that has ROI and it's good for, you know, humanity. So I think that that's a really... That's a really good kind of intersection of our faith and our finances that I think a lot of us do anyway, but maybe we're just not proactive. Like this is my investment philosophy, right? It has to be, I'm going to honor mother earth. Mm-hmm. There's another word, right? Like honor mother earth, honor the Lord or something like that. I think what you're pointing out is like the intersection of faith and finance really provides the why to the what mm-hmm. and your faith is the why yeah. and your finances is like what you're going to be able to do 
tangibly on the planet because at the moment we need money <laughs> um, to, to do things. Um, that was really insightful. Thank you so much. I knew you were the perfect person to talk to about this. <laughs> I hope so too. But yeah, just, um, you know, like, like in any other things, all in all things, not just, you know, like money, like, like, and I always tell you this, like, just, you know, like keep, keep the faith, <laughs> just be faithful with, you know, whatever you have or whatever you want to have. Fantastic. Um, so I want to thank you again for taking the time to speak with us and share your, your journey of faith and finance. Um, we learned three really important tips from you today, and I'm going to recap. The first is to be a good steward of your finances, be them large or small. Think of yourself as a good steward of your finances. Um, the second one is to be generous. I couldn't agree more. We're both like shaking our heads in the studio at that because my gosh, I, every single time I'm generous, I literally get like 10x. So I should probably, sometimes I'm like, I wonder if there was an experiment where I could just give everything away and see what happens. <laughs> really, it's uh, it really does work. And so it doesn't matter. And generosity doesn't just mean money. It means time, resources, but most importantly, of your heart, like be generous hearted. Um, and the third really important tip is planting in good soil. That's That's an investment tip. That's like, don't invest in something that's not that's not good soil, right? Like don't invest in some arid patch of land and some an arid scheme or invest in something that's actually on good soil. And I think your overarching paradigm, it's almost like your investment framework is invest in things that ultimately honor, you know, your faith, whether that's your faith in the universe, your faith in a particular god, but that should be how the paradigm through which you're making your financial decisions. Um, that's really insightful. Who knew? I thought honestly, when I was like, oh, we're going to talk about faith and finances. I thought we we're just going to like focus on a bunch of like scams <laughs> and how to avoid them, which of course is also really important, but that is clearly not the paradigm through which we can use, use the tool of faith, um, to really help us, uh, on our financial journeys. So I think that's really fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing those, those mm -hmm. insights with us. Um, but to all of you listening out there, don't worry. You do not have to jot them all down. Today's podcast will be available on the Bixie app. So go ahead and download that in the Apple store or Google play. And we'll also have some reference materials to help you along with that journey. So please, as always take action today, join the Bixie movement, download our app, visit the website, join our weekly live events where we have experts talking about all aspects of financial management and investments. Do whatever you gotta do to make that money, honey. Please join us for our next episode of Bixie Speaks, where we will be exploring yet another really, really hot topic. Um, but I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna linger that there because it's a pretty sexy topic and I'll leave you there. So check out the Bixie app. We'll announce our, the, our next podcast there. I'm your host, Rosalie Gatow, CEO of Bixie, over and out. Bye.